All right, so tell us how you got involved in the Kansas City Jazz scene. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's going to work. Third um, time's a charm. I, I started working many, many hours at Jardines and just became uh, buddies and friends with so many fantastic musicians uh, during that time. And it, like I said, when when Jardines closed, I could I could see the heartbreak in the community, and I, mm-hmm. and I, I mean I. I wish I could win the Powerball and reopen it, but it's that's not going to happen. But I needed right. to do something to help, and and uh, so I just got involved with the Jazz Ambassadors, and I started um, the web not website the um, Facebook page had like three or four hundred followers, and it's taken me a couple years, but you know we have like twenty three hundred now. I've gotten. You know, and Herschel McWilliams is doing a great job helping with the social media now and uh, just trying to promote um, the musicians' events whenever I see them. And I would go through every day and kind of just stock everybody's Facebook feeds and try to find the gigs and share them and put them on Twitter. And But now we have that fantastic uh, Kansas City Jazz calendar, and that's totally changed everything. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that you did before. but Now know. that everybody can hear me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Kansas City Jazz Calendar is the brainchild of our friends Bill Brownlee and John Scott. Uh, we had tried, um, it was fruitless, uh, to, to get the information all put together. Um, I, I needed more help, and there needed to be like a dedicated person to do it, and that's what Bill is doing. And of course, John and, and Macy with Kansas City Jazz Alive, and sometimes I'll find some things, and and we, uh, he puts it all together, and he, he gives us the information daily. Well, and it's out it's out weeks out. If you go to KansasCityJazzCalendar.org, you'll see events. as far The information that we have is far out as we can have it. Um, and if anybody has an event that doesn't look correct or it's not on the calendar, just let us know, and we'll always get that updated for everybody so we can promote your gigs. And it's it's, it's really caught on. You know, like I mm-hmm. said, people, you know, getting a hold of us first thing in the morning from – from you know, I'm coming in from Arizona. I want to know where to go tonight, and it's, right. so it's it's really become a great resource, and I and I think it's going to catch on greatly. Thanks, Sam. Um, so we will. Uh, I had I wanted to do this later, and um, so I know you talked about in Kansas City jazz ambassadors, um, and one of the people on this issue that you guys remembered was our Kevin Mahogany because he just passed away. So I have a, a recording of him uh, doing Ladybird. Um, I'm sorry, Yardbird Suite with Ray Brown. So we'll play that. Later. <laughs> It's hard to learn how to burn one's heart, but that's the way that I found out. It's too late, I guess, because I'm a mess. My faith is gone, why carry on this way? I thought there'd be no price on love, but I have to pay. If I could create a miracle, I'd be happy thoughts of me. But I know that it's hopeless, you can never really care. That's why despair. I can't go on hoping one day you'll learn the flame in my heart, yeah. <laughs> Little bit of a 
To learn how to compare one song, but that's when I found out. To me, I guess the time was the best. I could describe what I'm doing on this way. I've been a boss on love. I have to pay. If I could create a miracle, I'd rather thought for me. I know that it's hopeless, you can never really care. That's why it's there. I can't go on hoping one day you'll learn the flame of my heart, dear. Forever will burn. Awesome. Mm, so, talk a little bit about your involvement um, with the scholarship for kids, the Tommy Ruskin scholarship mm -hmm. uh, that you guys uh, provide for helping Kansas City's youth who are interested in jazz and um, how that all works and how they can get in touch with you guys for that. Okay, um, the, the scholarship was uh, my husband and I. Julie Turner Ruskin, when Tommy passed that January, was gracious and asked uh, people to provide, uh, in lieu of flowers, gifts to be donated to the the jazz ambassadors and I I knew that we needed to do something with the money so I sat right. on it and I decided nope we're gonna make a scholarship the Tommy Ruskin Memorial Scholarship Fund because I knew the influence and the outreach that he had with students and and some people the very first time they ever got on a stage was with Tommy Angela Higginbotham first time Tommy you know right and uh, so I, I did that and with Julie's blessing and she's been um, centrally involved and uh, always comes out to support us and and we have an event that we do annually at the American, part of their chef series. It's called Supper Club. And last year we made almost $12,000. That was our nice. share. It was after expenses. I couldn't believe the support we got. So I have um, money for children that are in need of scholarships to things like Future Jazz. And then, yeah. you know, Bobby and, and uh, the program, Dan's program over there at UMKC or with Jim Mayer's program. Any kind of a Kansas City um jazz-based musical program for, for um, summer camps. And then we also are providing 
a scholarship for college freshmen that are wanting to go into uh, the conservatory or KCKCC. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to take a second to give some shout outs to some people who are watching us on Facebook Live. Hello, uh, Chris Dennard, uh, Sam Wiseman, Linda Smith, Angela Walsh Fisher, um, also Bill Sondahl, KKFI. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you, yeah, if you're if you're listening, just leave us in the comments uh, where you're watching from. Also, you know, you guys can share the feed if you want now that it's working properly. Uh, <laughs> and um, also, uh, if you have any questions for me or Jen, you can start to leave those in the comments because we'd like to get um, some questions from you guys so we can see what you're thinking about because this is your show just as much as it is ours. So we want to hear from you and interact um, with you guys. All right. So... I mean, you guys do so many great things for the jazz scene. Um, but and, yet, we have so many people go, what is it you guys do? And I'm yeah. Like, well. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's actually my next question is like, what does the Kansas City Jazz Ambassadors do? Or what are you guys striving for um, to help out the scene here? Preservation and promotion of Kansas City Jazz, just to put it in a brief nutshell. Yeah. And if that is through the Jam Magazine to um, – give uh, news and notes about current events going on in the jazz community, right. as well as uh, local album reviews. Um, the Jam Magazine, I think, is going to be doing some really cool changing this year. Cool. Yeah, we'd like to, to really promote that more inside the city. We're on 32 years with that thing now. Wow. I know. 32 years that the, this, this community has kept that alive through its support. And, uh, you know, we do have the Musician's Assistance Fund as well. Okay. And that is one of our major um, major topics. Uh, it is there. It's Musicians Assistance Fund. And originally it was the Emergency Assistance Fund. But we found that we had a lot of call for people that were needing um, maybe support with an educational program. They needed to help cover salaries or somebody needed sheet music for their classroom or you know a new and interesting program um, some sort of historical preservation program and so we kind of expanded in our bylaws so we could help to include those things as well mm. so we do have um, with our aging jazz community you know these these people have been here since it started you know and right. and unfortunately as we as we begin to lose some where they have medical care needs we uh, try to do everything that we can to provide the um, them with medical care and sometimes it's a person who has a family they're supporting and their car's broken down and they may have to sell some equipment to fix their car to get their kid to school and we no 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 let's don't sell that equipment come see us and let's see if we can get your car fixed right so, so we can keep our musicians gigging keep them out there that's awesome we do have a question um this is from bill sundahl and i'll bring this up so we can see it here mm -hmm. he says what is the formal process for applying for a scholarship and where can people apply that's kcjazzambassadors.org, and there is a scholarship link inside the website. Uh, I'm not sure if they've gotten the actual document, the form, up there, but that'll be up um, probably in the next two or three days. But we'll uh, have the application process opening immediately, and that'll be online. And then we will go through and review. And we, guys, we need more students applying. Last year, I had three kids apply for the scholarship and of course they all three got it but we were very successful with uh, scholarship our scholarship raise fundraising last year and I would really like to get a lot of kids especially the ones who wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise to uh, have a scholarship to attend 
future jazz and things this summer. That's, that's really important to us. So if you know students that may be in uh, need of assistance or maybe share the information with local band directors, um, like Paseo Academy or Troost or any of these great schools have these great jazz programs. And also, it doesn't have to be just Marcus's or just, you know, Danny's program. If these local high school teachers have their own musical program, we offer a scholarship for them as well. As long right. as it's jazz, we're, we're there to help. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. You, I mean, you guys are really doing some great um, things. So you mentioned very briefly the Jam magazine. Can you talk about, and it's been around for 32 years, yes. like, can you talk about uh, how it got started? And um, can you talk about some things that are coming up with that? You said there's going to be some changes, or you can't mention those yet. <laughs> I'm, if you can't, don't worry about there, it. There are some things that I, I'm really not quite at liberty to speak on yet. Okay. But, uh, we are – okay, let's start with the, the jam started, like I said, uh, 32 years ago. Um, and it was – we're the oldest continually running um, 501c3 charity in Kansas City. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a couple years after, um, after the Jazz Ambassadors came to fruition – Sharon Valu, I'm probably not going to get the dates right. Uh, I think the Jazz Ambassadors started in 84, and then Jam started 85. And uh, it's, um, we had a great, like Dean Hampton and, and all these fantastic people were there at, at its inception. And uh, it just, it went from like a little leaflet, and it's kind of grown over the years. Right. And we would like to continue that growth process, you know. A more pages, a little bit finer printing, and and reach out for um, maybe some grants and some opportunity to, to really expand the magazine a little bit this year. Very cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Some questions coming in. Um. Also, Angela Walsh uh, Walsh Fisher says, "My son received a scholarship. Thank you." Oh, <laughs> that was Quinn a, Quinn's mom. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, cool. Our pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, <laughs> this question comes from Sam. Should KC Jazz Musicians unionize or join with the KC local union to boost pay and or avoid being taken advantage of by venues promoters? You know what? I would like to say that, that there should be some sort of an organization that, that can help to provide uh, a pay consistency uh, I'd love to find some sort of a way to, to insure everyone, if there was a way to get insurance for everybody and, and, and some great programs like that um, being taken advantage of by venues and promoters. You know, I think that that can be addressed just by making things public and, and through discussion. Yeah. I don't know that it, it would take a union. I don't know. What do you feel about the union? I don't, I don't play. I don't. Mm. Yeah, the union for me hasn't really helped me in any part of my career i mean I, i'm sure it's helped certain people but you know the union has never you know gotten me any gigs or like done anything you uh -huh. know i've done union gigs but uh -huh. it's always things that i've gotten on my own mm -hmm. but the union you know they have the contract so it's like you know they get a piece of it so i think what musicians need to do is to actually just we need to build a community for jazz for jazz um you know lovers and people, people who there's plenty of people in, in in Kansas City that play jazz, I mean that love jazz and would like to hear it. They just don't know about it. And and what you're doing with the calendar is great. There's a place where they can go and find music, or people coming from out of town can go to and listen to the music. But I think we have to build a, a community and make everyone aware, um, so that people feel like they're a part 
mm-hmm. the community because they are. Because sometimes I feel like jazz musicians and their audiences are like alienated from each other. It's just like, you know, we're musicians on the stage and then we don't know who our fans are, our listeners are. We don't interact with them. I until. can see that. So I think we have to, because that, that's been the old model. It's like you you get a band, you go to a venue, you call them, email them, and then you try to get to play at this venue. And I think it's going to go actually to where we can, as musicians, we can have our own venues. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a club that's like has music seven nights a week. But if we build enough community where um, we could say, well, I'm doing a show here, come by. Because that, that's essentially what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a few clubs in Kansas City that – like, you know you can go to and there's music every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, there's the Green Lady, um, there's the Blue Room, right. you know. But the majority of the people who go to those shows are not because the clubs are advertising their clubs. It's because we're getting on Facebook and making flyers and going, come to my show, you know. So I think if we have places that, are, that have great music, we know it's going to be great music all the time, mm-hmm. then there's a built-in audience for that. And then whatever we send on top of that, will be beneficial to the clubs. So I think the way that we can get more money is to create more leverage. That if I have a community of people who like my music and I know that 200 people are going to come see my show, you know, out of the 3,000 I have on my Mm -hmm. mailing list or whatever kind of list you have, then that's a lot of leverage to say, I know that I'm going to get this amount of people. I need to be paid for that. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's like when you play at a club, it's like whether there's five people there or a thousand people, it's the same pay. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like we do a lot of work with the promotion. And I'm glad that you guys are here to help promote us. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like ven- uh, venues don't really do a lot of promotion for it, from what I see. Um, no, you, they you know. don't. Um, the, you know, you said the green lady. Uh, as far as that, I mean, I don't I don't see a lot of a lot of the, especially the newer ones doing a lot of promoting of, of what they have going on and um yeah i wish i wish they would yeah I mean, or, or let us help them you know and they are you know now they're, they're giving us their calendar their their information for the calendar and stuff so that's helpful and and um i i definitely think that as far as pay goes um i've always <laughs> been a big proponent of an increase in that situation and if there is somebody who's trying to how to, i mean if somebody offers you like undercuts you for your do you just not you just don't take the gig right yeah somebody goes would you like to play for some exposure you know that kind of junk you, you just don't take the gig maybe and um those who don't pay don't get the musicians How yeah do that? i mean it depends it depends that's like a really touchy area but like that's something that definitely should oh, yeah. be talked about oh, like yeah. it's you know i've done free gigs in my lifetime um i'm at a point in my career where i don't really do free gigs anymore no i mean essentially essentially though i take that back if it's if it's like for a really good friend and i know that you know they're not like trying to get over on me or if it's like something i'm trying to build up like with my big band so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't like pay myself with a big band you know i'm just trying to like grow that so mm-hmm. th- those essentially are all free gigs but it's to promote my, my band mm-hmm. and um but you know the people get paid but you know i don't take pay myself because it's like you have to pay 18 people so it's like a lot of people yeah to- that's a lot that's a lot of of uh, folks that yeah need money you know I, w- I will tell you that unfortunately i do have a lot of people say 
hey, can you guys get us like a free like <laughs> duo or trio because we're a charity? And I'm, no, oh God, no, mm. uh, no. As a matter of fact, um, we pay and we try to pay as well as we possibly can whenever we have a need for musicians. That would be very hypocritical to actually have an account where we have to help people that are in financial need, musicians in financial need, and then not pay them. Oh goodness, no, that would yeah. not. Mm -mm. But yeah, I'm 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 pretty opposed to people asking musicians to play for free because me being an artist and interior designer, I have I know what that feels like. People mm. going, "Why don't you come look at my house and tell me what I need to do?" What yeah. that costs. It's like you know? it's it's like you have to if you're going to ask someone to do something for free, you have to offer them like overwhelming value. That's not like money. So it would be like if if someone was like, "Um, you're going to play for." The president, you know, well, not well, not this current president, but like well, yeah. a past president. <laughs> Anybody but that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or like, I'd be like, yeah. Or like, you know, like the Super Bowl. People don't get paid to play the Super Bowl, their performances, but it's like a huge amount of uh, exposure, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it matters. Like for young musicians, I would say, you know, when I was in college, I took like every gig I could get no matter how, you know. Because you're trying to build a reputation, build yeah. an for yourself. But, you know, I think it, it comes to a point in your career where you have to make the decision and say, you know, I'm not going to work for free. And, you know, I'm going to get paid what I'm worth. And I think more people that do that in the scene, then it, it like, rises the, the pay up. If, mm -hmm. you know, if everybody's taking 50 bucks for a gig, then that's what everybody's going to pay. That's just it. You know, when I have uh, – I've had some, some new venues reach out to me and uh, wanting to know, like, how do I book the jazz? Well, <laughs> let's go through and talk about what your needs are and, and give you some contact information. But before we go any further, I need to let you know that the minimum salary for any musician in Kansas City is this seems to be the acceptable rate right now. Mm -hmm. So you need to keep that in mind before you speak to anybody. So I, if I can nip it in the bud from my end a little bit, and if somebody does find that there's somebody who's trying to undercut the musicians, you know, we'd be happy to go in and, and talk as ambassadors to the musicians, mm -hmm. to the to the venues, and say, "Hey, just to let you know, this is what our musicians require, and they're most deserving of it." Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, because undercutting, like, is yeah, it's bad for everyone. It drives me nuts. It's it's really bad. <laughs> it drives me nuts. So, and then it's not good. It's not good for the scene. It's not good. Like, I think musicians sometimes we think about like we make our money through gigs, so it's like we have to get gigs, 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 gigs. But like I think we have to be a little bit smarter about the gigs we choose, and we could end up making more money taking less gigs. Oh if, yeah. If we, you know, get paid what we're supposed to get paid. You know? Exactly. Yeah, and I and it seems like I feel like we're going we're, the the newer venues. It seems like they're not trying to devalue the musicians as much as before. Mm -hmm. It seems like the new people are going into it realizing that you got to pay. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I feel like that seems to be. Like the ambassador and the new places seem like they're very willing, very mm -hmm. willing to do what's right as far as salary. That's good. Yeah. That was a great question, um, Sam. All right. So I had one more question to ask you. I forgot what it was. Uh, we talked about the Jam Magazine. We talked about the Assistance Fund. We talked about your start. Oh, I have a new thing happening. Okay. We had some people reach out to us. Um, our new treasurer, Susie, is taking care of this. There, there is a group of gentlemen, like a business organization, and they wanted to come to Kansas City for their event, you know, and they wanted to do the jazz. And we said, 
well, there really isn't like a packaged group thing to right. do that, a tour of some sort. And so the, these people are coming up from Oklahoma, and she's going to take them on the historic 18th and Vine tour. And and uh, we've rented a bus, and we have, um, oh, my gosh, I just lost his name, Eric. Eric? Oh, I just lost his name. The gentleman's name is a historian, works in a lot of the tours down there. And he's going to take them around. There's going mm. to be a dinner. And it's going to be Lonnie McFadden and his group, and they're going to entertain them. And it's kind of exciting that uh, this is an opportunity for people to come in and take maybe some historical tours that's cool. of the area. Yeah. yeah, so that's a new one. And then Supper Club on September 14th. Supper Club, tell us about that. This is our our big Diamond Gala event that um, is going to become – We've done it once, but I'd like to think it's, it's a classic now, in, in my mind. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and we're hoping to do this every single year. The American, um, the, the Hallmark people, Don Hall, et cetera, and then Mary Mead Eastman, who works with the American, have generously um, given us their their facility for the night again. And we have, um, we're working with La Dame de Scoffier, and they are promoting scholarships for women in the culinary arts. And cool. we're promoting scholarships for any new and upcoming uh, Kansas City jazz musicians. And it's a fantastic night of uh, five or six courses. And then um, a master of ceremonies is Angela Hagenbach. And, um, That's awesome. <laughs> our, I'm, I haven't spoken to Roger and Dom and Zach yet, but I would really like our, our house band last year was Roger and, and Dominic and Zach Morrow. And then we uh, had yep. people came in and joined, and we had Molly Hammer and Shea Estes and Stanton and uh, uh, Julie Turner and Brian Ruskin. They came in, and everybody um, played a few songs, and it was a fantastic night. And like I said, we, we raised over $11,000 in scholarship money, and that'll be on September 14th. I don't have all the bands put together yet, but mm-hmm. it's going to be another good one. And we yeah. sure would like the support if you guys came out because everything after expenses goes to jazz education. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. You know, I believe in that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, man, I can't remember. I should write questions down. I like to go off the top. But Yeah, what were we talking about last night that we were going to talk about today? I think we, we touched on everything pretty much. Um mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get into the assistance program, um, what you've done for some of um, Kansas City's jazz. I know you talked about it a little bit. about, yeah. But, like, um, you, you know, you don't have to go into specifics, but, like, um, as far as assisting musicians, how can people also reach out for that? And, and what exactly do you do? Like, what exactly are some of the things you help with? Um, sure. I, I will start by telling you that the Musicians Assistance Fund is – we're just extremely discreet. We, yeah. we um, they know where the money's coming from. We give it to them, and we are completely anonymous about it. And people do ask us sometimes if we need grants and we need funding for the musicians' assistance fund. But like I was telling you, it's very hard to sell that to people, uh, investors, and grant writers when they go, "Well, who's the money going to?" Well, I can't tell you. All right. Well, we believe in allowing people dignity. You can come to us, and you can and you can have a need and a car repair, or a medical bill, but we're not going to go. Oh, guess what? We had to give, you know, Mr. Jackson all of this money. Aren't we great? We're not. We're not trying to do that. Yeah. We just legitimately want to keep people working and healthy. Right. And so we're we're having that struggle of how do we get get more money and more funding in that account to help more musicians. 
but also do it discreetly. Right. So uh, we have provided, of course, a cancer treatment. Um, we've done car repairs more than more than once. Mm. Travel expenses, um, more uh, funding for people who have medical, serious medical issues, and just are permanently disabled. Um, mm. And we have a, a, a really high need uh, to keep that account, you know, flush and going. And uh, it's it's beneficial. It's it's. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's it's really hard to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's great because you guys are actually giving and not even looking for credit for it. I think like a lot of times you know like people who donate money, you know, and I, you know I have nonprofit Future Jazz, and so it's like people give money and they want the credit for it, but it's like you just give because you can and you want to help other yeah. people. Yeah. So but... that's that's really great that you guys keep you know that I... discreet and. <laughs> Um, I have a situation where I, I, I know of someone who I, I wish would have reached out to us. Mm. And this, this uh, fellow did not reach out to us. They were in need of some heart medication. And if there's any way that I could have expressed, please allow us to help you with this. And we've, we've lost him now. Oh, no. And uh, if there's anything I could have done, I, I just, we're, we're, that's that, that's that niche that we're trying to find is how can we advertise that we do this for people but at the same time keep it discreet so it's it's rough so when people are like well what do you guys do I'm like well we help people but we can't really tell you how right. <laughs> you know so yeah. well yeah i think yeah maybe yeah just letting people know about it and then just saying you know like we won't discuss anything with anyone mm -hmm. you know this is just completely anonymous or whatever it because, doesn't leave the board yeah because it's like you know you know it, sometimes it's hard for people to ask for help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it may be, especially if it's an embarrassing issue or something. So, yeah. but it's better to ask for help than to not ask for the help. And then, you know, then we lose, then lose we lose you. important people to yeah. us. Yeah. So if, if there's anybody in our community who, who you know, that does need some assistance, um, you know, they, they can be safe and coming to speak to us. And also if you guys have somebody go, what do they even do? Well, I'll tell you what they do. They give discreetly, as well as the jam and the scholarship fund. But mm -hmm. there, there are things that we're doing behind the scenes that we just try to keep on a friend level. Yeah. Okay. So we got about 10 minutes here. So I want to talk a little bit about, so you guys are pre preservation of the jazz community mm -hmm. and you're helping out. So what do you think we can do as Kansas City Jazz Ambassadors, but also as musicians in the scene as a whole to make things better? Like. So we've, we've mentioned some problems, so what what are the solutions? I always like to end on solutions, or at least going in a direction where we can help. You know, um, I we were kind of discussed briefly yesterday that I am very sad whenever we have these wonderful musicians, they cultivate their talent, and they, they educate themselves here, and to get any notoriety and to make any money, New York, California. You know they have to leave mm. and uh i mean they, they play a lot here and that's fantastic and wonderful but to get true like worldwide notoriety they have to leave kansas city mm. and i think that's the problem is we have to make people want to come here we have to make it where our musicians, musicians want to stay here and they can they can get that fame and notoriety and stuff in our town and and um it's uh something that we need to build up and i and we need to take advantage of like this new unesco thing that we were just granted the right. musical the jazz music 
um, we need to really use those things and we need to promote it like from the city level. I mean, Kansas City, the city needs to get behind with, with tourism and promotion and, uh, and uh, really make it a tourist destination. Right. Make it a music lover's destination more. I mean, it, it is somewhat now, but it's just not what it should be. Yeah, I agree. We're one um, of the four pillars, man. You know, we got to bring some people in. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the reason why a lot of people probably, you know, will leave is because, yeah, it's, it's for, for one, it's very tough to make a living as a musician. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Like, oh, you God, really yeah. have to... Uh, really have to work hard and you have to be creative and figure out ways to make money. And just speaking to the musicians out there, you don't have to focus on your money solely coming from gigs. I think some people have like the hustle mentality of like, I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle gigs. Mm -hmm. And that's great. But like, you need to be thinking of ways where you can make money without having to gig or, you know, what examples do you think? Um, well, from, you know, there's also, you know, a lot of people teach. Yes. Um, but for people who are not, you know, great at teaching, because some people are great musicians, but they're not great at teaching. Um, I couldn't so, teach. So, you know, they just know, like, they just know how to play. And they just, mm -hmm. you know, they understand it, but they're not, you know, um, great at, like, getting their ideas across and inspiring mm -hmm. um, someone to learn. Mm -hmm. um, but also um, just ar arranging, um, also composing, um, recording, you know, we have the capability now to, you know, you have a laptop, a microphone, you know, you can record um, and send stuff to people who are in New York or LA or Paris or yeah. Japan or wherever. It's easy, you know. So oh, they're all in Poland and stuff and, yesterday and today. Yeah, God, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just being creative. You know, like those are some things that work for me. It might not work for. Um, everyone else mm -hmm. but yeah i think because you know what happens when you know you're like 50 or 60 and you're still just hustling gigs like it's like you know it could be exhausting yeah well that comes back around to is there a need for a union that whole thing again you know so people yeah. can have some sort of money put away but um I i'm gonna tell you something about the jam mm -hmm. okay <laughs> okay uh -oh. um you know we have the jazz is we have the downbeat fantastic um but we have a jam why don't we make the jam where it's at that level yeah national where people are seeking out being in you know the jam magazine and i will tell you that that's kind of part of the plan this year is uh we're going to have a fantastic new website for the jam magazine and we're going to have it where it can be global it's going to have the whole translating situation in it and we may ask That's for awesome. people if they want to to um, become big corporate sponsors, like maybe Absolute or Jim Beam or something, want to, want to help to sponsor the website. And we would like to lift it up to a level where um, it catches everybody's attention nationally. Mm -hmm. Instead of people always trying to go somewhere else for a different, well, she's what we've got. We've got the jam here for the two years. Mm -hmm. Let's just build it up where it needs to be and get everybody inside of our magazine the notoriety. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have we have some some friends that are working very hard to help finance grants and uh, scholarships and stuff for that right now. So very cool sponsorships, rather. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I just want to see uh, musicians. Um, 
I just wanted to see them like really ch- start to build a community. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing the show is to just build a community for mm-hmm. this music. And, you know, I think that if we give people something and let them know a little bit more about us, they'll be more likely to support us uh, in the things that we do. I think we, because like the old model used to be that you would, okay, you form a band, you play gigs, you record a CD, you do a CD release, and then people show up to your show and you go, buy my CD. And mm-hmm. people used to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's Spotify, you know, there's Apple Music, so people can like l- listen to your stuff for free. So like, how do you sell music? You know? Yeah, I was looking, um, you know, I've got everybody's albums. Um, I, I try to keep up with everybody's, you know, current stuff. But I look on Amazon and I, there it is on Amazon. Maybe not the entire album of Boogaloo Seven, but a good taste of it is on there, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it might be because I have Amazon Prime, but yeah, I didn't have to pay to play any of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. I'm sure that I'm sure they're paid in some way, but it's probably pennies in the dollar. Yeah, it's song. like for Spotify, I maybe get a check of like ten bucks, like every three months. Oh, it's it's like you it's like you uh, you get like a tenth of a percent a tenth of a cent per stream or something like that I, I don't know exactly what it is but it's uh it's low but but I I used to be very bitter about that and then I thought that you know that's just the way it is I can either be like bitter mm-hmm. and waste my energy on you know being bitter about that and Spotify is taking away my money blah blah blah, blah or like. I can just adapt. And so I think that's what we have to do as musicians. We have to engage with our listeners more. Mm -hmm. We have to, because I think, I know when I buy music, it's about people who are like, I really believe in and I feel like I'm a part of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So like when all my friends release CDs, I buy them. You know what I mean? So I think for the average jazz fan, I think the people are going to buy your music are going to be people that really feel like they're a part of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like, that's why I feel like it's very important that we have to build a community here. We not just here, but also nationwide, Mm -hmm. worldwide. And then we also have to engage in our, uh, with our audience. Mm -hmm. Like I see so many times I play gigs with people and like people come out to your show and then like the person will, get done with the last song of their set and then they'll go outside and like make some phone calls, go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Have like, a smoke and yeah, they're not engaging like, with them. <laughs> like deadline to the door. And like that may have been great like 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You could get away with doing that. But you really now, you have to like, I, I make it a point on all my gigs to go like try to shake every, like almost everyone's hand is there and thank them for coming out. And that really means a lot to people. It does. That's actually very valuable. Just that little bit of, of self-promotion and, mm-hmm. you know, creating like a friendship. Yeah, you know, you know and it's, it's tough to get to everybody because, you know, like sometimes you'll talk to one person and they're a very talkative person. And then, oh, yeah. you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, I got to figure out how to get, get out of this. I got to get back to the state, you know, but like, I, I think we have to do that. You know, it's, it's like I've over the years, People who I've met, like, I, it was weird. One time I was playing in um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, of all places. And there was this couple that came, and they were like, oh, my God, we don't get music like this here. This is great. Like, you know, like, and if I wouldn't have went up and talked to them, I would have probably never had this interaction with them. Yeah. And, like, now, like, any time that I play within, like, three hours of there, they will drive and come see it. 
just come down to see yeah, you. Be, yeah, because they, because like you, you know, keep in touch with them. You know, every now and then say hello on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. It's like those things matter to people. Um, you know, it feels like they're a part of it, and it's not like you're. It's just being human, like being. You know, you want it. We interact with people. Mm -hmm. We make friends. You know, we interaction. Like that's that's what it's about. So, I, I that's just my advice to a lot of musicians. I think that if we change our mindset a little bit, I think that we can build a community and build leverage that way yeah. we can get paid more money and be more successful. You know, I agree. And um, now I'm not a real jazz dude, so I don't I don't know all the ways and whys, but. If you have a six o'clock gig and I don't know about it until four thirty, um, I'm still gonna push it on Facebook. I'm gonna do everything I can. But if I had known about it, if we had created a a poster for it and had an event calendar out for it a couple of days ahead of time, and and you know we throw a few bucks at it to to you know boost it on Facebook and get a little action on it, then then that would be helpful. But um, going, um, I'm gonna be at you know wherever six p.m. tonight. And like it's like two sentences, and then and then it's not even set to public, so I can't share it. Yeah. Oh my God. Set your events it's, to public. Let me know at least twenty four hours ahead of time. Let me do something to help you. You know, because that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, you know, call me. I don't know how to make a poster. I got you. Herschel. Yeah. Herschel will help me. You yeah. know, we we'll do what we can to help promote you. So, but just just expecting people to show up to the gigs on a um, I'll be at the Majestic at six p.m. Nobody's gonna come. Nobody's coming. Right. You're gonna be singing to a not there choir. There's gonna be nobody there. Right. So. so yeah, but that's that's what I think is. Um, I do agree that musicians really need to get more rabid about the self promotion. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. So guys, thank you for tuning in. This is our time is up. We could keep talking more. <laughs> we really got going there. Yeah, yeah really. I think it was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, guys Hi, that are listening on um, that are listening on KKFI. Uh, tune in uh, to Sam Wiseman show Jazz in the Afternoon. It is starting right this second. Uh, thanks to KKFI. Thanks to uh, Jen Wismeyer for coming by. Thank you so much for letting me come and, and explain what we do. And thank you for everything that you do for the Kansas City jazz scene. Thanks, Marcus. Yep. This is episode eight of Ask a Jazz Dude. Thank you for watching. See you next time.